My biggest sort of achievement is becoming a mother. So it was something that happened like really late in life. I was 36. I was a career woman at that time. I was. Annabelle, thank you for coming on to the Jew Token podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is my first podcast, so very excited. Oh, wow. This is your first one? I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't even think I've listened to a podcast, let alone been on one. So. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, this is yeah. like... I feel a bit like Megan Markle now. Maybe Spotify is going to reach out and give me a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know, innit, in this world. You never know, like... <laughs> Okay, great. So Annabelle is someone that I met in Ria work that I used to work at HSBC and that's how we met and Annabelle was on my team. So yeah, Annabelle, if you can kindly introduce yourself, you know, tell us what you what you do for a living and as well as introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name's Annabelle Gore. I'm originally from New Zealand and I moved to London almost 20, 21 years ago um, in 2001. And I... I'm a lawyer and I came about that in a kind of um, unexpected way. I moved here when I was young and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And um, back in those days, it was really easy to get a job. So I walked into a temp agency. I signed up with them. I walked out. I was walking back to the tube station and my phone rang and the guy's like, we've got you a job. I was like, wow, that was great. I thought I'd like have some time to get out my A to Z and explore London, but it was straight to work. So they sent me along um, to what was then called the Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi. And it was just like, I don't know, be a secretary for the legal department. And on my first day, they were like, oh, would you like to train as a lawyer? You've got like really good school results. And I was like, OMG, okay, yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. So they actually paid for my law degree. So I worked full time and I studied part time. So I used to go and do my nine to five. And then I would go to school in the evenings and on weekends. Um, and it all kind of went from there. I'd never really considered being a lawyer, but um, it was really interesting, like work that I was doing for them. And yeah, it all kind of went from there. So then I uh, got a training contract at Barclays and then qualified as a solicitor. Um, so that's still what I do to this day. Um, yeah, and I've had an amazing like career for 20 years now um, in investment banking in London, which I you know, had no idea that I was going to do. So yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic because it's it's amazing when you hear that. Like sometimes, like you know, you never know when. Funny enough, the opportunity comes around the corner, you know. And then you know, you was yeah. just was you. So was you like in London, just literally experiencing London when when you got the opportunity? Yeah, I had a boyfriend in New Zealand. We've been dating for three years, and he left. Like it's a rite of passage for young New Zealanders to come over, you know, back to the mother country and do what we call an OE, which is an overseas experience. So in those days, they used to give you a visa that you could work for a year and then you'd have to travel around for a year, but you'd like break it up. So you'd do a bit of tent work, you'd take a holiday, see the world, come back, do a bit more work. Um, so he left and I was like, oh, that's it. We're going to break up. You know, I, I'm not ready to come over. Um, and within a month, I missed him so much <laughs> that I followed. So I quit my job, came over. I had no idea what I was going to do. And yeah, just like signed up with this agency. I had no plan or anything. 
um, and it'll just kind of work from there. So I really, you know, believe that in life, you know, the opportunities that are meant to find you will find you. Um, you just have to be open to it. Um, so, yeah, it's like most of the times things have happened in my life, it's been when I've like taken a big step out into the unknown, like without a safety net. So thinking about when we met at HSBC, I had taken a year off. I moved back to New Zealand. I had a little um, baby and I just had no idea like what I was going to do with my life. And I thought, you know what, I actually really want to work at HSBC. I just, you know, I didn't even verbalize. I just had that thought in my head and I randomly went on a random website that I'd never found before um, called Third Way Pro and found this job which they were advertising at HSBC which was like exactly the job that I do and I was like oh that's crazy <laughs> let me apply um ended up having a phone interview with uh, the boss when I was in Fiji for my 40th birthday um so being you know uh, on holiday with my friends just had this like call I had to shut myself in the bathroom of the hotel room <laughs> while they were out in the balcony and trying to sound professional um, and then I flew to London on a one-way ticket with my daughter and for the second job interview and I had like nowhere to stay nothing you know nothing lined up no safety net if I didn't get that job I had no plan b of what I was going to do next but luckily I did get the job and uh, <laughs> the rest is history but yeah I think sometimes you just have to you know really trust and and things will work out and believe in yourself and yeah, so everything's gone great since then. But when I look back on it, I didn't feel that fear at the time. It was just like, I'm just going to do this. But when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, that was actually really scary, you know, what you did and kind of brave to, you know, yeah, yeah um, to do that. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's great to hear because sometimes you've got to sort of be brave. And it's, it's amazing the stories I hear about people moving to another country, you know, out of literally just out of like self-interest as well as trying to find a way to better their career as well and it's just unknown not knowing if you'd even get the job in the first place but even trying to sort of see what happens and stuff and then sometimes it works and then you know sometimes it doesn't but in your in your case it did work so which is really really great so I feel like we've touched on it but let's let's go to the next part of the po podcast because I, I feel like we, you've um definitely told a story already <laughs> so which is really good but um is there anything you want to add so in the section of this podcast we actually have them do talk and story is there any like I know you've touched on a story in terms of how you you know made it in terms of um into investment banking but at this part of the pod podcast it's called the do talk and story where you can actually You've said a story, so it's probably <laughs> not going to work, but it could work. Or if there's like basically an opportunity you like to offer, or has there been like a great experience gained in additional in, in addition to, to what you said in relation to your success? I think um, my biggest sort of achievement is becoming a mother. So it was something that happened like really late in life. I was 36. I was a career woman at that time. I was doing well in my job. I'd just been promoted to vice president where I worked and I didn't really um, have any kind of feeling, you know, maternal feeling or anything. But one day it was very random. I was in Canary Wharf. I was walking along Crossrail Place. It was a Tuesday. It was nine o'clock in the morning on the sunny day. And I saw this little family, a mum and dad and a baby in a buggy. And the parents were like cooing over this baby. And all of a sudden I was just like, oh my goodness, I want to be a mother. And it just came like completely out of left field. Like I was not expecting it. And I was like, wow. Um anyway, fast forward through 
<laughs> and I um, found out that I was pregnant in December of that year. Um, and I had my daughter. It was really challenging. I, I wasn't married to her dad. Um, we had just been dating. And then he, uh, yeah, he, he left when she was three days old. And so this thing that I had been planning to do suddenly became a lot harder. Um, so I had this little baby and I was just like, you know, completely terrified. Being a mother is like challenging. Mm. Of course, you don't know what you're doing. There's no manual for it. You just have to like figure stuff out as you go along. But my goodness, like the lessons that like, a child will teach you just about, you know, everything in your life, about unconditional love, about patience, about, you know, they teach you what your values are. It's really interesting that, you know, I could only really start to articulate my values when I was explaining them to her. And I was like, oh, wow, that's what I believe, you know. Um, and the way that it takes you out of yourself. So everything that I thought was important in my life before I became a mother just really changed. Like, I think I was quite materialistic and, you know, selfish person in a way. I loved to travel and I loved, you know, buying diamonds and staying in five-star hotels and going on these luxury holidays and stuff. And all of that kind of changed um, just overnight, really. And I became, you know, a better version of myself that I don't think I would ever have been if I hadn't become a mother. Because you've got something that you care about, you know, more than yourself. Um, so, yeah, so I've been bringing her up on my own and it's, you know, been like challenging at times, but I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I, I didn't make the right choice, you know, as to who her father was, but yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't swap her for anything. And I think, you know, it's weird to say this, but I think like she was destined to be mine or I was destined to be her mama in some way, like the universe meant me to have this child and she's just so perfect. And um, so it's kind of been learning about how I can keep on doing my job, doing well at my job, and still having enough time to devote to, you know, to being a mum and being the best mum that I can. Um, so that's the kind of journey that I'm on at the moment. And it's working out okay. Yeah, I think I'm, you know, trying to be a good role model and yeah. showing her, like, yeah, um, what, it, what it is to be a woman and, you know, to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's like woman power, isn't it? Like, 100%. <laughs> It's like it's it's funny because like I'm I'm starting to learn, know more people that have kids as well and like that's why like I love Mother's Day because like especially my mom because she brought us up like you know she raised like five children you know what I mean and I'm and I'm hearing stories about you know mothers you know raising children and stuff like that and it's I'm just like I don't know how it's it's like mothers are so underestimated you know what I mean in terms yeah. of what they do. You know, they cook for the child, they bring the child up, they teach the child discipline, what you shouldn't do, what you should do, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, yeah. it's like, like, it's amazing, you know. So some sometimes, yeah, definitely I feel like there is times, especially in a world like this, like mothers are sort of very highly underestimated, especially through the pandemic as well, because the amount of, you know, the school like you know basically when the schools were shut like they basically yeah. had to <laughs> learning you know teach their kids and you know and mothers have got a lot more to do than that you know what I mean? <laughs> like so that was just an additional burden so yeah so yeah so my next question is like what what are your plans for the future and where do you see yourself in like five years time I think I will still stay in the UK but I'm hoping to maybe move out of London and maybe go a little bit more you know into the unknown so I've enrolled my daughter in a private school in Poole in Dorset um oh, wow. 
I don't know. Actually, it's been accepted for this year, but I don't know if I'm ready to take the leap. But I kind of have this vision of myself with a house by the beach, you know, and having a bit more of, you know, a sort of rural lifestyle and giving her all of the things that I had when I was growing up, like I did, you know, horse riding and all that kind of stuff. So rather than like having this urban lifestyle that I have at the moment, and I think the pandemic has changed a lot of people's um, kind of plans in that way, like people had always thought I'll just continue on with everything exactly as it is, but with such a huge disruption, you know, and it gave us all of this time to evaluate what it is that we really want out of life. Um, so I've tried contracting and I've been doing that for three years. So before I always had a permanent job, now I'm contracting. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit of a hustle. Like you have to just, you know, fly yeah. by the seat of your pants, find your next gig. You might not necessarily, you know, constantly be in work, um, yeah. but it is better paid and it does give you that flexibility. My dream would be to like do contracts and then maybe be able to take the school holidays off and spend time with her and go traveling and take her and, you know, cause that's another passion of mine. I love going to see the world, seeing, you know, new places, different cultures. And I think that would just be so great, you know, to broaden her horizons. And so that's my kind of vision that, you know, I'll be like working, bossing it, making money, and then also spending time with her, taking her on, you know, these amazing adventures with me. Um, so that's my dream. That's what I would love to do. That's my kind of, you know, that's on my vision board. <laughs> I hope that yeah, I hope that it's going to work out. I think we just have to, like, go towards things with intention and, you know, and tell the universe what you want, and then hopefully you'll get there. So Yeah, exactly. And and it's good that, like, that's why the, the key question there is, like, what your plans are for the future, because it's really important to learn about that now, and then you can sort of build towards it, because if you don't have a plan, then it could be, you know, you know it's like you don't yeah I mean you get stuck in a rut like yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so yeah like 100% okay so yeah no that's great that's fantastic um so yeah usually in this part of the podcast our arcs guests like basically promote something or like they might have an opportunity to offer but I know like we, we've had this discussion before the pod that you're open to an opportunity so um I'd like to promote me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very hard working and uh, I think you know people enjoy working with me when we were together at HSBC you know I think we created a really great uh, team atmosphere you know um, as much as you know it's important to be good at what you do and to get the work done there is also this thing of like you have to be a team player who fits in with the, you know the environment that you're working in and I like to, you know, bring something extra to people's day, whether, you know, that might be my humor or my smile or, you know, just something to, because we spend a lot of our time at work, like a lot of our time, especially in this industry. And it's important to make it fun. Um, you know, I love having that kind of team bond and everything. So, yeah, so I'm finishing up my current job on the 30th of September. I'll be looking for another contract. Um, I don't know what I'll be doing it, but if anyone sees this and would like to have a bit of Annabelle in their life, <laughs> <laughs> so I specialize in derivatives, but I'm willing to turn my hand to anything. Um, yeah. Is it like, is it, is it mainly derivatives or is it like other sort of fields in relation to law that you're open to? Yeah, I mean, so um, banking law, specialising in derivatives, I've been working on the LIBOR project, so I've been more on the regulatory side for the last couple of years, which is something new for me that, you know, um, I hadn't got involved in before. So it just goes to show, you know, you can turn your hand to anything. I've been fairly niche in my job working on quite a sort of narrow field and then this opportunity came up and 
it's always good to learn something new actually and just get involved in a new project so yeah so definitely I can um I can try anything so peeps employ Annabelle (laughs) (laughs) derivatives like you know speciality in like well she's she's got a strong law background that I know because I worked with her so yeah yeah you know connect with Annabelle give her a job (laughs) (laughs) all right Um, now we come to the part of which I call the due token vote if you have something that you would love to basically lock away something that irritates you that if you had the power you know you just lock it away you know forever public enemy number one coronavirus i feel like rona you know you've done your thing it's coming up to the third year now i'm over it i want to move on (laughs) (laughs) that is good yeah i mean i don't think we need well you can elaborate on it if you want to like (laughs) i think people know why (laughs) but yeah no that's yeah that's a really The scariest thing for me in this whole thing has been the way that governments have been able to reach into people's lives and control, you know, what they say and do and think and who they interact with and where they travel. And I just think that this needs to end, you know, because what they've done is just create this incredible economic crisis out of the response to something that, you know, 99.97% of people survived that and, I think with the inflation that we're seeing and stuff, it's, you know, the energy costs, it's really all born out of the government's response to coronavirus. I mean, they're trying to blame Putin, but, um, and the other thing that, you know, really upsets me is how fearful it has made people and that people, you know, are still driving around in their car wearing masks and are still afraid to, you know, resume their normal lives. And I would just love for everything to go back to normal and for people to be able to have those human connections that they had before. Um, yeah, so that would be that would definitely be the thing that I would I would lock in a room and throw away the key fruit. Yeah, no, that's a really really good one. But I have to admit, like even when when I go like on the tube or like outside train, like you know, I'm still wearing a mask because I'm pretty like literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that's the only thing. Like if I'm like in like tight spaces or it's like really crowded, I'm still still yeah. so I'm still hanging on to that. Like, like you said, yeah, it would be nice if like things just sort of went, well, goes, you know, I mean, the, we're getting to that stage where things are slowly getting back to normal. Things are opening up and et cetera, yeah. like that. But. Yeah. And I'm definitely proud of the UK for, you know, leading the world in that, really. I mean, I just got back from New Zealand and they're in like peak corona at the moment. And um, I feel like, oh, my goodness, you know, we've gone back two years in time because this is what it used to be like in March 2020. Um, so I'm happy that we've you know, actually gone through it and we're coming out the other side. Um, I don't mean to like diss anybody that wears a mask. I think it's just because I've had COVID twice that I feel a bit blase about it. (laughs) You know, there are still people out there who haven't had it. And like, it's amazing to me, really. Like, how have they survived without, you know? Yeah, I, um, I, I haven't had it. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny. You know, as they say, really attractive people have better immune systems, and that's why they don't get COVID. So that must be you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a strong immune system. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was prepared. Like I was prepared. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's funny on that note, like because I was speaking to a friend actually the other day, and uh, it was actually a new connection I made on um, Facebook, and. Like, yeah, she was, she was like, when I told her I haven't had, because she had COVID, I think she had it twice. But like, when I told her that I didn't, I I didn't have COVID, her reaction was similar. Like, it was like, oh, wow, you didn't have it, blah, blah, blah. And and she was like, I'm not, I don't think I've ever met someone that hasn't had it yet. (laughs) 
<laughs> Most of the are on their third dose now, so I feel yeah. quite blessed I've only had it twice. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, like, you know, we just pray that you don't have it again, man, because it is, I know it's a horrible disease, you know. My, my younger sister had it, and she got it off someone when she was at uni as well, so it was like, oh, you know. But, yeah, yeah, it's a horrible disease, so, so yeah. Yeah, yeah agree. Yeah, coronavirus yeah definitely locked in that role 100 <laughs> percent yeah popular one popular one so yeah okay yeah um well so that that brings us to the end of the podcast and uh, it was a pleasure to have you on annabelle onto the podcast for learn a oh, lot thank you so much about your career you know what you would like to lock away what your plans are for the future you know we've learned a lot and you're you're open to job offers, which is fantastic in the legal field, of course, like, you know, in law. <laughs> yeah, don't don't hit her up if you're going to take it. Yeah, like I don't have a license, so I can't be an Amazon delivery driver. I haven't yeah. got that as a fallback, so I really need to make this work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon, <laughs> yeah not, I mean, there are other, you know, others available apart from Amazon, but like we're just saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Amazon, yeah, don't hit her up for an Amazon delivery type <laughs> but yeah yeah cool but no no it was really great to have you on Annabelle I uh, hope you've enjoyed it as well yeah it's been fantastic to connect with you again I've really missed working with you and it's great to see your smile again yeah thank you so much for having me and letting me uh, talk about my life so that's been good yeah pleasure pleasure